0: Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast.
1: You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast, fresh off of UFC. Vegas 73 headlined by Kai Kara France and Amir Albazi. We have plenty to discuss and get into. There was a I'll just say it, a stone cold robbery at the at, during the main event and uh, we we like to be very delicate the way we use that word. We will get into our thoughts on er, the scorecards and everything that, you know, that that main event had to offer. We had What 13 fights to discuss here and we will get into every single one of them Uh, first Let's go over our betting slips and our uh, how we did on our picks I went four and four with a plus one point five five unit day for me Which is uh, not bad to get back in the green Uh, big win of the day was Caceres decision, which was Really kind of a back and not really back and forth But just kind of uh, where I thought there could have been some time I mean Pineda was hurt to the body about 70 times and he just wouldn't quit. And I knew Caceres, not really known for that killer instinct. Uh, so it was good to tough that one out. Your big win of the day was a, you had three straight wins of uh, minus, minus 105, minus 125, and minus 130. It pays the bills, oh, yeah. though. You go three and four with a minus 1.1 unit. Uh, and we both would have had pretty good days had uh, Kai Car France been given the decision that I believe he rightfully earned. I am Matt McSweeney. I am here with Ty Capone. Ty, sorry for the long intro, but I am a little fired up today after what happened on Saturday. But how are you feeling?
0: Yeah, I feel yeah. Uh, I am pretty fired up as well. Not happy. I, it's funny because when I read the decision, uh, I don't know if you saw the video of Adesanya reacting. He knew. As soon as he heard split, he was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. And I said, you know, I was hoping that the last scorecard would be read off 49-46 with the yep. the, the absolute hope somebody uh, gave it to Kai, gave him four rounds, at least so I knew before they even said it But um, it just seems like this happens all the time to us. I don't know. Um,
1: and in the main events, it seems like we are just on the wrong side of a lot of these main events that they are razor-thin decisions. And I mean, I really do honestly, truthfully believe this wasn't as close as people out there are making it sound like. I thought it was one four, five easily. And I really don't think that, I mean, one was, one's the only one where I could be like, all right, listen, I don't agree with you, but okay, fine. You want to give it to Amir? I guess. But I, I, I thought Kai Kara, friends controlled the action. I really do believe the longer this fight stayed standing, the more it was, you know, it, it was in his favor and the numbers backed that up as well. So I really just don't – I guess let's just get right into it. Kai Carr France loses a split decision to Amir al-Bazi in the main event on Saturday night. Uh, I mean, what, he doubled his strikes, correct? And the ground control time was about six minutes to, I think, Kai had about, what? A minute. A minute, right? Fifty seconds, that's what I was going to say. Uh I think Amir al went the, the round where he got him down, he got the rear naked choke. I think that's easily his round. And I th- I don't know if that was the third. Or, I mean, I think it was the third, correct? And I think he controlled a little bit of the action in the second. I really just don't understand how, I believe, was it Chris Lee that gave al yeah. the fourth round? And that's really what it comes down to. And it seems like, you know, we talk about that in the Sterling fight, uh, Sterling Sehuda, which we talked about, uh, you know, that night, which... That wasn't even—we didn't consider that a robbery. We thought it was close, but we understood why the judges may have saw it the other way. But then you come back and you're like, wait, how did one judge give him the fifth round? And you're like, wait, that's literally what, what, what swayed this whole thing. How, how could this happen? It yeah. seems very similar to that situation in the sense that I don't know how he gave al that fourth round.
0: Yeah, I mean, he outstruck him, what? Let's see, I, was just, I just had the numbers, 27-5. to 5 uh twenty-nine to seven total strikes. He even got a takedown. Um like I don't know what else like uh, what did Amir Albazi do in that round that that gave him the edge in it. You know, I would love to hear from Chris Lee and what he thought. I remember one time we had that one judge explain why he had the scorecard he had, I forget his name. Cause Dude he Doug is, Crosby? Uh, no, no, he's not around anymore because once he he made a YouTube video about it and then uh, they pretty much said, Alright, you're done. <laughs> I forget his name, man. God, it's going to bother me. He, he pretty much made a video explaining why he scored it the way he did, and I didn't agree with him, but it was good that he did that. I think somebody needs to actually hold Chris Lee accountable and ask him, you know, what did Amir Al-Bazi do in that fourth round? Like, quite literally nothing. Car um, Frantz pretty much landed more than he threw. So I I, I don't really know, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I can't I know. understand the, it,
1: man. I really the can't. The first
0: two rounds were close, I'll say. But I, even then, I, I mean, Kai doubled him up in the first, um, and he had the edge in the second. I thought, maybe, maybe not. Fine. Give give the third round to, to, to Al-Bazi for sure, but, I mean, you look at the MMA decisions, the media score is only two people of, I think, 21 or 22 people's uh, media scorecards gave it to al I think eight had it 48-47 car fronts, and 10 had it 49-46 car fronts, so... Uh, you know, I don't, it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I think he was also what minus five hundred live at the very yeah. end of the fight.
1: We minus weren't the only three, ones that thought this.
0: Minus three seventy five going into the fifth. I think he was like minus one se- mi- minus one seventy five going into the fourth. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't know what what else there is to really go off of. Um, maybe if maybe they should have Chris Lee review it again and see if he renders the same scorecard. I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy to me. Kind of just. Doesn't really make sense. Nobody's going to do anything because you know Dana White's going to come out and say, "Well, if you don't like the scoring, then uh, don't let it go to the scorecards." You know that's what he's going to say, and uh, you know nobody's going to fight back on the commissions, and uh, it's just status quo, pretty much same thing in boxing. But you know we, it's, MMA fans always laugh at boxing fans and say, "Oh, your sport sucks. It's corrupt and rigged, and you have terrible judges and, and refs." Meanwhile, MMA is no different. You know, so it's just uh, it's very infuriating. Infuriating. And I think we really need to just start seeing more. I think the the biggest fix is we need former fighters, former coaches, former or current um, athletes in the MMA world to be, I think, uh, judges and refs.
1: I just can't really uh, express how disappointing it is when this kind of stuff happens. Even if I really – I mean I would be happy that I won money. But if I were on the other side, I would still be like, man, it just – it really feels like it just taints the sport. Where, you, you like you said, you're able to have that over boxing where it's like we get that, uh, you know, as an MMA fan, we get that uh, p- clear-cut decision and answer usually every time these guys get in the cage. You know who won, you know who lost. The, there isn't this whole, you know, oh, well, they want this guy to win because they, he's younger and they want him to build this fight. like Kind of like the Devin Haney and Lomachenko where there's this yeah. black uh, cloud of just negativity and kind of questioning whether this is legit or not. It really, for the mo- for the most part, in in the years I've been watching this sport, it really doesn't seem like it's been like that. But I gotta be honest, in in the more recent times, it kind of feels like we've had more of those where you're just like, "Wow, like what? What? Like even to go back to the Patty Pimlet and Jared Gordon, it's just like, whoa, like what? What am I? Do I not know when I'm watching Ty? Is it, is yeah, that what it I, is? I, am I stupid? I, I, like that's what I, t- I think I texted, I might have texted you or tweeted you, like. I really just feel like sometimes where I'm watching these and they score them, and I'm like, I guess I, like uh, maybe it's getting to the point of boxing where I'm like, I guess I just don't know what I'm watching anymore. It used to be MMA. I'd be like, oh, that guy won for sure. And it would, it would you, like, yeah. you knew clear-cut what was going on. I have no idea what, what the judges are going to do now when they go to the scorecards. I have no clue, and I am so... I guess that's why I love betting the uh, inside the distance because then I don't have to worry about it. Once I've gone to the decision, I've lost my bet. So I don't have to worry about getting... That just ultimate dick tease when they they oh and and Mike Bell scores with Honda and they go through the whole thing and you're like oh my god no like yeah I don't know man it would've
0: been it would've been really nice if 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 you heard the judges score the fight forty eight forty seven forty nine forty six yeah. and forty eight forty seven Kai Car like you'd be like oh per- I would feel vindicated uh, and I I I kind of do what you say sometimes like do I just not like do I not do I need to go online and take the I think it's available you can take a course or do or pay something to um, I guess take a course going over the rules and how to score fights or like a whole a whole crash course of how to do it or how you're supposed to do it I know Luke Thomas has done it before I think Luke Thomas is one of the smarter people in the MMA circles uh, media wise he's you know d- definitely has a personality that you love it or hate it but I think just overall intelligence he's very smart he's trained uh he's been just around the sport for a long time he took uh whatever this course is that you know you pay for you go online you read a bunch of fucking long you pretty much read the manual of how to be how to score a fight and I, he he went off on his podcast which um whatever you want to call it his uh his show uh him and brian campbell's morning combat he went off and i i, I agree with everything he said like that that's having that fourth round for Mir Albazi. That's a fireable offense. Like Easy. that should legitimately get you barred from doing another fight just because of that. Even if it did, honestly, even if it was a uh, you know it had no impact on the fight at all. Even if it didn't, that that's indisputable, indefensible. That should not. That, you, you'd have to like it's like retesting a, a driver at age eighty years old, right? You have, you got to go through another test to get back on the road. Personally, should undergo a new a test to get back into the judging because that was it, it, it. shouldn't have, but it swung the fight. And you know, it's one thing if the first and second round were the swing rounds of this fight. I would get it. I'd be like, you know what? Honestly, uh, like I don't agree, but jabs. I understand
1: it. Yeah, like
0: they were exchanging jabs. I, I don't know either. You know, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But the fourth round being a swing round, the most decisive round in a fight being the swing round is just is just insane. So. I mean, what uh, what else is there really to say um, on this?
1: Yeah, it just that. that's where I left the – I'm sitting there and I look at everyone. I said, I think we won that 3-2. I think it's 49 48 It just seemed very clear at the time of watching. Uh, I didn't get the chance to watch it back, but I really don't get – I don't need to, honestly, because I don't I, disagree I mean,
0: with – Al-Bazi just slowed down after the third. He didn't he, – like he's never been five rounds. No. And, and he, he couldn't really he get just, him down
1: other than the one time.
0: He was just moving. He was moving forward and moving around. He wasn't he wasn't even trying to throw anything. Uh-huh. Um and in the fifth round, man, Kai Car France came out and he was lighting him up, aggressive. But even in the fourth round, he was just doing so much better. I mean, he went to the body, he went to the leg, he was mixing up his attack. I always wonder, though, if if judges don't really view um, you know. I guess if there's a round that's kind of low volume on both sides, which they were for sure, I wonder if that if that low volume on both sides kind of contributes to their like kind of blinding them of of some of the low kicks or some of the, like the minor details that that add up, right? Yeah, a bunch of average strikes are better than none. <laughs> like uh, they land, a jab lands, a low kick lands; those count. That's a cumulative, cumulative damage, right? Uh, he cut him, I think. He, I think he had a slight cut from an elbow uh, on the bridge of his nose. Uh, his nose from the second round on was 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 red. It was pretty chewed he, up, yeah. He, he was doing – I mean, most of those low kicks, none of them were getting checked. So, like, they didn't make a difference, but they count it. And I just don't understand what in that fourth round – what did you score for Amir Albazi? I, I will go back and watch the fourth round and try to chart every single specific strike. You know, I'm, I'm going to try to do that and see if I can find way. Anyway, I mean, maybe he landed a, a nice little left. But, like, man, the numbers really just speak for themselves.
1: Yeah, I, it, it's very just disheartening, man, to just watch a fight. And it's not, like, again, like, I, I know everyone's probably going to be like, well, you lost, so you're, this is why you're saying. that I really, I, this is really not about that, because this minus 110 was not going to really change the game for me all that much. I, had a, I won money, you know, like, you barely lost money. It was a good day either way. But right. <clears throat> I, it's just more about the, now I don't know what I'm betting. That's is basically the point where I think some one guy won and he didn't. It's kinda of exactly how I felt after the Patty Pimblet fight when I you know, even I had Patty Pimblett and I still was just like, wow. Like when they read the decision I looked at like my friends and I'm like, What the fuck was that, dude? Like he I, I thought he like lost that and and everyone's like, Well, you know, even those and, and as all these examples that I'm naming, even they made more sense than that fourth round <laughs> being given to Amir Al I don't think
0: I don't think I've ever been on the right, the 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 winning side of a bad decision ever. I don't. Th- I literally don't think I ever have been.
1: Hey.
0: So actually, one time maybe it was Macy Barber. Against, oh yeah, um,
1: Miranda Maverick. Yeah, we did yeah, get the host. That job was on the that. one. That was nice. Time.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> like. It, it feels great. But I, you know, I I was trying to tell myself, I'm like, man, what if I just, what if I put Albazi in that parlay? That was a pretty big parlay on the line. Uh, it had Zaleski. It had um. Karini Silva and it had Kai and, and I think um, Jim Miller. Just a bunch of, you know, easy. Uh, what if I would have put out Bazi? I, I would have felt like I, you know, I would have felt bad. I would have been happy, but like I would have been like, uh, I probably should have lost that. Um, I, you know, what are you going to do?
1: What are you going to do? And Amir Al Bazi then calls out. Uh, Moreno, and it's just, uh, you know, he's kind of getting booed, but there's not enough people in there to really worry about, so it's just kind of – it leaves me with the taste of I could care less. To uh, Abazi is solid, 100% solid. He's a, he's a good fighter. I – I'm just not – I'm really not that impressed. I don't know what he's going to be able to do with some of these guys. up. But, like, I think Moreno beats him just because he's kind of better at him than in everything, I would I would assume.
0: Yeah, he, Moreno, I think, smokes him.
1: That's – right? Like, I don't think uh, we're crazy in saying it, anything like that. Uh, anyone else up there at 25, I just – I have a tough time believing they there. I mean, is F- Figueredo even still at 25? Do we know? Is it, like
0: – He can't – I don't think he can make it. So right, I think so it's kind of like,
1: who would Albazi fight next?
0: Roy – I mean, if Abazi fights Brandon Royval, I think that could be a lot of big problem. Mateus Nicolau, I think those guys would give him problems, especially over the course of a fight because he slowed down, man. I mean, I need. To, I remember going back and watching uh, his one loss to Jose Shorty Torres, and he kind of the same thing. It was a three rounder, and he he started to fade a little bit. So, uh, I mean, Alex Perez would be a good fight. I know he's doing a lot of grappling, uh, so I think hey, he's, that would be kind he's of grappling
1: uh, Roman Bravo young now. See that.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's cool. um, I
1: saw that during the broadcast this weekend. I'm like, what the fuck?
0: That Man. grappling tournament or card is pretty, pretty stacked for, for everything I know, which isn't too much of the grappling world. But uh, yeah, I think he fights any of these guys. I honestly, I think he might lose, but um, he does have power. He hits hard. I think he's just, you know, the, his corner of the whole fight was asking for a straight right, and he kept throw, kept kind of throwing like a hook, and Kai kept ducking under it. And I got, I got a little nervous, but he just never was able to hit him with it. So um, he has a nice little check left hook. Uh, he doesn't really throw kicks much. He doesn't really jab much. He doesn't really go to the body much. You know, his, his back control, I mean, he almost had Kai in that rear naked choke. That was a really good job by him there. But he couldn't really, you know, his wrestling's not great. Um, I think he does a lot of, not stalling, but kind of just, you know, there's, there's definitely some gaps in his game. Yeah. Uh, I think that might get exposed by the higher level guys. I mean, if he if he would have lost this fight like he should have, where would he be ranked? You know, probably around ten. Uh, where Manel Cop, David Dvorak, Matt Chanel. These are all I mean, you know, Flyweight, man. <laughs> Flyweight was written off and De- dead and buried a couple years ago. And now, I mean, you have a pretty good top fifteen, at least I think. was um,
1: wasn't Manel Cop just shitting on someone else recently?
0: He yeah, it was um the guy was it Alex Perez or Marcus Perez? No, who was it? Um
1: I thought he I saw him tweeting at somebody where I was like, dude, this guy as much as I like him, he's made himself very, very unlikable because it's just constant bullshit coming from his uh, mouth. And I just, you know, I, I'm getting I mean, sick hey, he was it. a
0: former Ryzen world champion, and I know that's where you were so happy. Um, oh, it's Mikhaev. I told you yesterday I'm here to choke you out. This is what Makaev said. You're putting your purse and I'm putting my purse. Let's. Oh, I hate it. No, not the purse for purse. That usually never no one happens. ever puts never works the purse that up, well. Man. Come on. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Make this contract. Let's fight. I'm tired to expose you and argue with you. The next time you talk to me, we'll be with my fist. That's what Manel cop said as of two hours ago. Uh, he also called this person, Andy Murtaugh, a fucking idiot. Oh, a fuck idiot. Okay. Um, <laughs> he, his tweets are pretty funny. I, I'm going through all of them, and he's just...
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just going <laughs> we through... T-
0: I'll say Flyweight's an exciting division, man. I really – I just said that. But, oh, and he thinks Amir um, won
1: the fight, so there you go. That's, uh, that's probably what uh, – Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. It was him talking shit to Tim Elliott. That's what it was. A real man doesn't bring problems from house to street, much less expose your ex-wife. By the way, <laughs> okay. what did he expect from a woman with an OnlyFans account selling her naked <laughs> photos? In fact, Tim already knew, and he only brought it to public for his own attention. And then in parentheses, nine million P, which I don't know what that means.
0: Nine million um, pounds. I I, I don't know. Um, I guess maybe like interactions, or, or I don't uh, know. I don't I, know what the P stands for. <laughs>
1: well, Manel, if you hear this, get get back to us on what P means in that uh, in that sentence. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, Manel cop just kind of. I mean, he really doesn't stop, so it, it's. For him, but I—he does lose my respect thinking that Amir Al even though it's probably his boy that he trains with, um, expecting me to believe that guy won the fight is just insane. Oh, uh, now yeah, yeah now he's going it. after Mukayev. That—that I do. Well, uh, Mukayev went I after Al
0: which is uh, very confusing. What's going on here? I don't know if Mukayev—I I don't know. He just doesn't like anybody. Yeah, Mukaya. the
1: Muslims really seem to. Uh, there's a lot of like uh, inner inner fights going on where they—you're a, no, yeah, a fake it's... Muslim. No, you're a fake Muslim. Seems like a outside lot of outside of African the U.S.
0: <laughs> <laughs> outside of the U.S., I know we're not familiar with it, but there's a lot of like civil war kind of. It's like that everywhere. I mean, I mean, Israel and and Dracustupolese uh, are calling each other fake uh, Africans, and it's like, well, why? Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure about that. I don't know where to stand <laughs> on this beat,
1: yeah, like, so I'm going
0: to stand on the side. I, and have, not-
1: <laughs> I have nothing <laughs> to do with this. I'm just going to walk.
0: If I say the wrong thing, I will be massacred, and I'm good. I, I, don't, know, I don't want to take a headline line. So, you know, people calling each other fake Muslims. I'm going to stand on the side of that battle and uh, not It's kind of
1: like you walk down the street and you see a fight. You don't really know either one, but you're like, ooh. <laughs> like, uh, I'll stick around and watch. <laughs> should I record or should we- I stop? I don't know. Let me know. see who gets the upper hand on this one. So, uh, <laughs>
0: start throw, t- throw the jab. Throw the jab. Yeah.
1: Put some ladder on him. Put some ladder on him. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we will keep it moving, though, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Alex. I can't believe you said, what did you expect from a woman with an OnlyFans? Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> I think, is he wrong? Turns out no, uh, right? He, he turned out to be right. I mean, Kyle, yeah. whose his name? Kevin Kroon was probably like, yo. Kevin Kroon. Probably number one subscriber. Like, yo, let me see. All right. Uh, yeah, so, all right. Alex Caceres gets a ugly unanimous decision victory over Daniel Pineda.
0: What uh, in the night, though.
1: It was fight of the night. It was exciting, definitely. I mean, kind of sloppy. Uh, Alex Caceres should have gotten him out of there. Pineda has... uh, He had a little bit longer in this one. He had uh, around eight minutes, as opposed to the seven minutes that you told us, but you were 100% spot on with exactly how this would happen, and it uh, kind of went that way. Pineda really just... uh, These are just two guys, two grizzled vets who should not be this high up on the card.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, look at how many losses they have. I know they they've been there, done that, but they've, uh, they, they make a lot of mistakes and they're still making mistakes and they still have, you know, uh, obviously that PED suspension, Daniel Pinedo was, uh, he was like a mythical figure, um, similar to Mr. TRT Vitor. Uh, that's, that's obvious. I mean, Casares went to the body over and over, he didn't go to the leg much, uh, but he was out striking him from distance. Out, I mean, he did really good. Well, really good. Well, really good work on the clinch. Um, He did get taken down a couple times, but he stuffed most of them, and he had he even had more control himself. So, uh, yeah, maybe he is you know slowly still kind of getting better and adding some wrinkles to his game. Still not you know uh, nothing crazy, but I think he's probably managed a a better career than most people thought for sure. They first saw him,
1: Bruce Lee. That's good.
0: Yeah, I mean you know the hair,
1: and it was pretty crazy to see Bruce in the octagon this weekend. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. When this card was uh, announced, I did not think Bruce was going to uh, leave his leave his hotel with all those uh, of ladies of the night there, and decide to <laughs> <laughs> come and announce the fights. It's uh, I mean they really
0: had their uh, their their worst squad uh, commentating. That's oh, for sure. Right. I don't come I don't on. even mean I don't even mean Larisenko. I think Michael Bisping had a brutal, absolutely brutal night. I think he's had a lot of brutal nights recently. I saw, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying, you know, what the fuck are you talking about? And I, I had some similar moments where he's like, oh, you know, uh, this fight's do- this fighter's doing well. I'm like, bro, he's down 2-0. Yeah, yeah he's not doing. Well. He's about to lose. Like, uh, too many moments where he's just not not that sharp. Laura I, I think she knows. I think she's a good, lot. man.
1: She really, I really um, have been impressed by. Uh,
0: she does have some like quick reactions, you know, like. When there's a you know a nice shot kind of out of nowhere, it's something that Anik does a lot too. So I can't really be mad because I would do the same thing. But if thing. you were, ooh, that's oh, why I always oh, say, ooh. like,
1: if I was sitting cage side, I probably would say the exact same thing if I saw yeah, that I mean, that punch actually land in real t- Like, whoa,
0: <laughs> right there as yeah. it back. You know what I mean? Or you just hear it like flush and echo through the arena or through the especially apex.
1: especially the apex. You're like, what? Like you could probably yeah, hear every little shot. It's like, whoa, holy shit, man. Meanwhile, yeah. Joe Rogan's like, yeah, Ryan Hall's doing a great job here in this fight. When Somebody re- just uh, reposted that as one of the worst uh, announcing performances <laughs> of all time. Who's Joe Rogan in the Ryan hall Ilya taporia fight? <laughs> Him saying how in, in, ingenious and uh, great his rolling techniques were for the Imanuri roll. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's just getting it's, it's kind of similar to Dominic Cruz when he said... Um, oh, he's like in, Ka- what, in the Khadr-Khabib like, oh.
1: fight? That's what – uh, he's letting well, him tire himself out. And uh, yeah. uh, Rogan's like, I think he's just getting smashed,
0: man. Like, yeah, Khabib's tired. He's like, yeah, he looks really – he's hes hes done. It's over. I'm like, what, what, what are we watching here? Yeah, bro. Or when Dom Cruz said, um <laughs> right before Andrade lifted Rose up and slammed her on her fucking head, he's like, oh, she, Rose is good here. She, she doesn't have anything connected. She's good. <laughs> he said, Jess, Andrade's going to try to pick her up and slam her, but it's not going to work. And then as soon as he said it, she picked her up and slammed her. Yeah, hit
1: her with a tombstone pile driver, and she became the new <laughs> champ ten, 10 seconds later. So,
0: yeah, and then she got that shit snatched from her like five in the morning.
1: Easier said than done, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, yeah, good win for Alex Caceres, and uh, I guess he keeps it. He keeps the dream alive a little bit longer. And Daniel Pineda uh, probably won't get cut either. He'll just hang around, and uh, that's that. How about Jim Miller eliminating Jesse Butler? <laughs> Uh, th- I, that's the best way I can say it. Uh, excommunicating yeah. him from the UFC, more than likely. Jim Miller Instead came out. Hacking. I had submission. And that one, it, this yeah, hurt, man. Well. This hurt because I just didn't think, I thought this guy would present a little bit more of an issue on the feet and Miller would have to take him down and kind of just work his ground game. He did. He did not <laughs> present any sort of problem. And I mean, Miller just, he just throws so hard and he's got that old man strength. He just bodied Jesse Butler. And really, 23 seconds, what can you say?
0: Yeah, three of his last four wins now have come by uh, uh, one of those hooks. Overhand left to Eric Gonzalez. Uh, what was it Ghost, ghost pepper. pepper. Right? Yeah, your boy. You said he was going to win that belt. Yeah. Nicholas Moda, right right hook. And then uh, he guillotined Cowboy, and then a uh, left hook to the uppercut to Jesse Butler. I mean, his last three wins, three of his last four wins have come by TKO, but if you look at who they are, uh, yeah. two are not in the UFC anymore, I don't believe, and Jesse Butler. I can't imagine he has a long stay. Uh, in the UFC, if you will. I mean, he, he was, you know, he did the old, uh, folding, folding over your own ankle.
1: That was tough. Big. It was a tough look, man.
0: And, and it, it's, it's even worse when you, when you do it and you're, and you like, stay there stuck. Cause you're like, Oh my God. He's just like,
1: yeah, he's literally <laughs> just <laughs> stuck there like a chair and then he gets hit with one more, uh, one yeah, just more for good measure. One. Yeah. Just
0: for good measure. Uh, yeah, he, um, Take some time off there, Jesse. Thanks for stepping up, though. Well, Jesse has
1: been fighting at 45, so I hope he goes back to 45 and uh, can get, maybe maybe give him some time. Maybe uh, yeah. 500 with,
0: fights, you know?
1: Exactly. Maybe give him a, a, a full training camp in a fight. Uh, maybe he probably—it probably won't be in the UFC, though. He probably could just go back down and do what he was doing, work his That's way fine. back up. It's tough to just get knocked out 23 seconds by a what was his name? A-10?
0: A-10. Yeah, honestly— I, I Kind of forgot that was his
1: nickname. Shout out to the Atlantic 10 Division. Uh, former, yep. uh, I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. But good New win, good win for uh, Jim Miller, and uh, it was a shame. I mean, I think the books knew you really couldn't get anything on this until the night of the fight, and <laughs> they and knew all right. They were they they knew exactly what was going to happen. And
0: Jesse good, Butler is the books.
1: Yeah, Jesse Butler was. Uh, yeah, I mean, you it, it, like you said, it's ugly when a guy ends up stuck on his own leg, just <laughs> propped up up against the fence, and he gets hit with one more for like. like And I can still, I'm just sitting here watching, I was watching that, the sports book erupted when that, when that, uh, he knocked him out. Go to sleep. And somebody, someone stood up and said, go to sleep, motherfucker. And I was like, oh, wow. Uh, And I'm just sad. I can't even, I can't even be happy because I just fucking, my five, my plus 500 bet, just, might as well just throw it in my fucking trash can right there. All right. (laughs) We keep it moving. Tim Elliott. Big Tim. Takes the big W against Victor Altamirano, he kind of just uh, mauled him. It's really the best way I could uh, put it. It really was just a uh, relentless, didn't really have any intention on standing with him for long portions. He did, but Tim Elliott's defense is just not good, man. It really, he takes too many shots, but he really can, he kind of can just do it all. He can wrestle, he can take a shot, and uh, you know he really doesn't go for the finish, though. Which is, uh, I guess, we should have calculated that in the. Uh, I, I guess yeah. I thought Altamirano, Altamirano did good defense, but Altamirano was kind of okay with being on the ground and just kind of uh, like waiting it out. I think they, these yeah. guys were both okay with the way it went, and it was just a unanimous decision, an easy, easy win for Tim Elliott.
0: Yeah, um, smother him. I yeah. think Altamirano was trying to throw up some armbar or some triangles, something like that. Uh, that didn't work uh, when they were on the feet, though. Yeah, Tim Elliott just kind of let you hit him, so. Uh, if he runs into somebody that, I mean, honestly, he fights Manuel Cop. I think Manuel Cobb lights in the fuck up. Yeah, he can probably he can probably take Manel Cop down. But man, I, since the fight starts standing, he just has his hands down. He just kind of bounces around. He seems very uh, predictable in the feet. Easier for me to say, but um, you know,
1: he's more gassy, of like he a will incredible guy.
0: Pace. Yeah. Yeah. Like- yeah. Yeah. A Juliana Pena type. Yep. So. We will fade him in the future for sure. I think the lingering effects of the divorce may uh, it may be gone. Who knows? But uh,
1: well, hopefully, Manel Cop doesn't get in there with him because he's just gonna he's gonna beat him up for Gina Mazzani. Apparently, he's a big Gina Mazzani supporter. Yeah, which is he's a, wild a wild stance OG to take online these days. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least Manel Cop's got people talking about the twenty five division, which is something that people usually don't do. It's usually a real quiet uh, affair down there. And, and uh, it's a tough word to use, affair. Uh, at this point. But, uh, yeah. No pun intended. Good win for Tim Elliott. And I would like to see what they do with him next. Is he... He's ranked? No? Yeah, he was. He's I 11. I
0: think he... Yeah, I was going to he, say, was he 11. is ranked. He's
1: probably going to be right around that same area. 10. Maybe moves up a little bit, but...
0: I think the fight that makes him and Manel Cop. I'm telling you.
1: I think Manel Cop needs to fight up.
0: He needs... like. Yeah.
1: Like we kind of Al yeah. Like if he's not going to fight Al he needs to fight a maybe a Nicolau or a Royval or even even a Kai Kar of France, you know, like somebody like uh, uh, up, so he can make that quick jump up to the upper echelon of the twenty five division. But
0: I wonder if there is a fight between um, Nicolau and Royval. Is that a thing or no? Could I feel Roy like
1: here. it. I, I feel like I'm missing something here in this whole uh, story. Because I do think there is a scheduled fight between uh, Roy Vala. Somebody. Cop was supposed somebody. to fight with Figueredo pretty recently.
0: Yeah. And then somebody the else that had weak blood. Um, right. Right. Yes. We weak, weak DNA. It's supposed it's to be Alex saying.
1: Perez, but he fainted. Right. Or something. Had, <laughs> yeah. A seizure. They could. Get a seizure that day, which is, that's a tough one. This guy's shitting on him after, he's you know. I mean, come on, man. We, we got to be better than that. But, uh, yeah, and yeah, his weak blood apparently is the reason that he, or his weak DNA or whatever the fuck. Uh, I mean, Mel Cop, man, I got to say, he, he, at the very least has me intrigued. Uh, Nicolau faced Brandon Royval April 25th, and he lost the fight via first-round knockout. That was the Holloway right. Allen card.
0: Uh, I remember that because yep, he got he got smoked by that knee.
1: Yep, it's hard to keep track of all these fights, man. There's just there's happens. so much, there's just
0: so many there's just so much going on. I would I really realize. wish they'd
1: lessen it. Honestly, yeah, uh, I, like, I, I, as know, much as I love it at, for the integrity yeah. of it all, we don't really need to see all this fucking nonsense out here each week. I would
0: love to know who made the decision, who watched. Um, uh, what's our guy's name? The heavyweight that just fought recently. <laughs> What was his name? He had no training camp or partners. Oh
1: man, yeah. last week, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't have, I don't have it written down, but
0: he lost to a Parker Porter. Yep. Yeah, his name yep, was like yep, Sawyer yep. or some stupid shit, something Smith. Uh, you know, who went over the tape and was like, "Yo, we have to sign him now. We can't wait." Like, you know, when somebody saw Trevor Peak, did it, you know? Did anybody say we should probably give him a couple more months or fights? Uh, and Trevor Peak's not even that bad. So I'm trying to think of somebody like worse. You know, um,
1: I have somebody for you and his name. <laughs> oh, no. Where is it? It's not. Jamal
0: Pogues. I, Jamal Pose is pretty bad. Whoever this Michael Parkin guy that he's fighting. Like, I don't even know any of these people. Carl Deaton. Like, who really needs to give that guy a contract? Let's be honest. Joe Selecki took care of him like it was nothing. Uh, Shannon Ross. Who? Wh- why? Why was he signed?
1: Braxton you know? Smith
0: braxton i said sawyer
1: braxton ca- smith Oh man that, that i had to get that name i wanted to remember that forever braxton smith ladies and gentlemen
0: yeah if he fights again in the ufc that'll be a goddamn travesty but uh it'll be a good chance for us to make money so
1: wouldn't be surprised and i'll never uh i'll never fade again i didn't fade at that time but i'm not gonna fade <laughs> yeah you guys know what i'm trying to say kareen silva Kareni <laughs> silva with a, what was this, 130-something uh, knee bar? 140? Uh, I'm trying to pull it back up. Nasty. 145.
0: 145.
1: Huh, one minute, 45 seconds to knee bar. Ketlin Sosa, uh, really, we didn't know what to expect here. That's why we kind of just took the fight to not go the distance. And I really easy. wish we were on Silva uh, inside the distance or something of that nature. It kind of seemed very obvious when the fight started, but I'm glad we won something here. This was a yeah. easy, easy bet to win.
0: I mean, she she completely t- took her ACL off of her body, yeah. out of her knee, and just t- brought it home with her. That was uh, that was kind of scary to watch. It happened so quick. She just like yank, tap, let go. It's over. Um, yeah, I I I feel like that was the move, man. I mean, she had a bunch of submissions, and Kaitlin Soza had lost by submission. She had been taken down. She had been in competitive fights with girls that were wrestling based that weren't really good, so. Yeah, that's probably something we should have saw. But, I mean, you know, both.
1: Hey, win's a win, man.
0: Yeah, well, you know, fight not go the distance. I mean, you know, under, under one and a half was probably like plus 300, 400. So, you know, we really could have made money. I wonder what plus or under a half around was. Probably like plus eight. <laughs> but we'll take it.
1: Money is money, ladies and gentlemen. We take that uh, fight not to go the distance, which is probably going to be a new staple on this show, uh, minus 140. Uh, we had it at yes. 130, but I think it went off at uh, minus 140, 150 by the time the card went off. So, Zaleski Dos Santos wins a split decision against Abubakar Nurmagomedov. Did you agree with the decision? I did. Uh, I mean, we both had uh, Zaleski Dos Santos. So, but I just didn't think Abubakar was really doing enough to get the win. I thought Zaleski was getting the better of the striking exchanges, and I just think he did enough to win this fight.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um... It was close. It did get a little close. I think Zaleski, he you know, was kind of wearing me a little bit. He was starting to get wild. And I was like, oh, man, you, you got to beat this guy. Like You cannot lose to him. And um,
1: He's not that good. Yeah, was, Let me just say that for the for the record. Yeah.
0: I. You know, I think the um, – Powerful
1: but not that good.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the mystique around him is fa- – I mean, listen, when guys fail, ped uh, Mystique as says, in
1: steroids.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It appears his aura has worn off. I don't know why it's so odd when he failed that drug test at age thirty six. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I wonder what happened. Maybe it's that he tested positive for like Ostarine or some shit. Yeah, like that. I think
0: maybe we should. You know, also he blamed he blamed the test. Yeah, I didn't fail the test failed. Well, so it's like okay.
1: <laughs> hey man, that's why we bet him. He said it was in God's. It was in God's hands.
0: It was. It was. And thank God, thank God that Bruce Buffer uh, announced the right person. So I thought I was going to get fucked on that one, too, because I would have really had a bad night if that, if that fucked up a parlay that hit. So we will take that. We will take But I think we need to do something, uh, some deep diving on uh, fighters who fail USADA test in their mid to late 30s. The same PPD, like I told you, like I predicted has made an appearance. I don't know if you hear them.
1: I do not hear them, but I uh, for everyone out there. Uh, it's just
0: I was I was wrong. I'm sorry. There yeah. they go. There they are.
1: EMS <laughs> coming by. Hopefully everyone's safe down there. But driving
0: uh, 20 miles per hour. That's cool.
1: Must not be that dangerous. So that was a uh, it was a good win for him, though. I mean, it really. I never like again. This is another fight where I was like, I just I think I think we won, but I don't know. So I, I guess that's why this the kind of fights like this gained my confidence. For when the main event came around, I was like, okay, we're uh, going to get the right side good. of this. You know? Yeah, but well, no, not good at all. <laughs> uh,
0: I think this Nurmagomedov is definitely, uh, maybe he's not really related to Khabib. You know, I think the ones that are related to him are, are actually not good, and the ones who aren't related to him are good. So I think we need to, we need to figure out the lineage there. Uh, it might take a little bit, but I think that's something we could, uh, we could do a deep dive into.
1: I, I think we talked about this before. This one stinks. He's not good, and he's kind of a little yeah. bit of a, uh, like, like, he's not in the shape that these other guys are. I don't know what he's doing when these guys are all training, if he's just, like, eating burgers or something like that. I don't know. I you know, I have no idea what these guys are eating, but, or doing. I, I, it doesn't seem like he's training. He's definitely not on the shit that Zaleski Dos Santos is on, because, I mean, he still looks kind of jacked. I guess next fight will be the fade Zaleski Dos Santos uh, sort of yep. situation, but... Daniel Santos with a dominant win over Johnny Munoz, who could be compared to Franklin the Turtle, because he really was just kind of <laughs> turtling up here in this fight, and he really was just not trying Ryan to get Hall, finished. Uh, yeah, or
0: that Peruvian kid? What was that kid's name? Trying to pull the, guard.
1: What was that guy's name? Oh, man, you you you're, you're putting me through hell today with uh, trying to find <laughs> these names.
0: I know. There's just there used to not be that many Peruvian bum fighters. Now there's a lot of them. So. I can't think of his name, but it's on the tip of my tongue. He was supposed to fight uh, Claudio Puelas. Claudio Puelas. Yeah, he fought Clay Guida, and and he put on a pathetic. Yeah, him, Ryan Hall, and um, Mr. Johnny Muñoz. I think you can put them in the the uh, pole guard hall of shame. You know, they are not. They are not. um who who's really good at pole guard? Nate Le- Diaz.
1: Let me just say, man. If unless you're fighting me. You probably shouldn't pull guard in the UFC. I, it's I, really not
0: smart at all. The I only haven't time seen it. it I've it seen
1: it work maybe – like. Although all the times I've seen people do it and it actually works, it's probably a 10% hit rate,
0: right? Like, yeah, it is and it's usually when there's like, you know, it's Charles Oliveira pulling guard against Kevin Crew. Yeah, when you're, you're like, fighting okay, a fucking
1: moron, that's when it that works. That makes like, sense.
0: But, you know, just in general, you know, to even fight me and you and then I pull guard, you're probably like, why did you just do that? You know, do, or, do you have a 15-degree black belt that I don't know about? Like, and even if you do, so do I. So it's like you're really just giving up a position. You're, you're pretty much giving up the round. Exactly. Um so I, I never really understood it Johnny Munoz yeah back to the lab brother
1: back to the lab indeed how about Don Mays? this is this is a guy you have claimed in the past that would <laughs> would probably challenge John Jones if he's able to get there in time before John is out of there but he takes a I don't see why not <laughs> he takes a big <laughs> W against Andre Orlovsky he puts Mr Arlovsky into the shadow realm there the pitbull for a little bit. And he bounces back. And then uh, I think the stoppage was appropriate. And uh, Dante Mays looked horrible throughout this fight. I thought Arlovsky was going to be able to tough his way through a decision. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's just a sloppy fight. back Like, just back and forth slop. And uh, good for Dante Mays. It really sucks that we should have just stayed away from this. We knew it, but we had to dabble because we hate Dante Mays that much. There you go. <laughs> One good
0: right hand to the chin. And that was uh, off the road for Mr. Andre. Lord watch. Kong. Lord that's something I'm not going to call him that I'm going to call him Mr. Mays Billy Mays here but um, yeah I mean Mr. Orlovsky, I think that I think he, I think he's the oldest fighter on the roster by like uh, a nice a, a nice substantial amount of time like a couple of years so oh yeah like he should probably be uh, on the chopping on the block you know when people are like oh man 25 years ago today he made his debut and got yeah. knocked the fuck out I'm like oh okay and then he gets knocked out again so he should probably uh, probably call it quits I think but if they do give him a chance to go out, you know, one one shining moment, uh, a retirement fight, if you will, I will be there no matter what betting against him. Unless it's Braxton Smith. That I might not be able to get on board with. But honestly, Braxton Smith might put him out if he catches him. You know?
1: <laughs> Braxton Smith could knock anyone out if they catch him. But the problem is he's having trouble these days <laughs> catching people. So, uh, Andre also, you know, is 23-16-1. <laughs> In his UFC career since 2000, dude, he was fighting since 2000 in the UFC.
0: Yeah, he made his de- debut in the 90s, which is just, I mean, you know, I, yeah, we're we're in 2023, which is still disgusting to say. If you've made your debut in the 90s, you should be training and coaching, or you know, at least not fighting. Uh, having him and Jim Miller on the same card was pretty impressive, given their you know, I think Jim Miller is like 26, 16 in the UFC, which is insane. <laughs> And has like almost every record there is to have, so uh, yeah.
1: How about John Castaneda getting uh, getting the win over uh, Gafurov? Gafurov. Uh, they had a soccer yes. stadium filled at four thirty in the morning to watch these two Tajikistan natives uh, get after, which we will talk about next. The second one, but they had a decent night. yeah, right? Castaneda, he handled this one. I was, it was, it was close for. You know, a little bit. Castaneda hurt him with a head kick out at some point. Uh, mm. Castaneda's got – he's switching stances. He's got a nasty little stand-up game, and he and he hits hard for a 35 or so. Uh, he's like he's a, a, a tough I night do, out for anyone.
0: I, his cardio did look like a bit of a issue-ish. Like, it kind of – it didn't uh, – it wasn't what I would have hoped for. I think maybe – mainly Muin Mou- Gafroff just kind of had another gear to him, <clears throat> really, but – uh, what did you think about Chris Tognoni, you know, noted, awful referee, uh, taking a point?
1: i I never agree. It, it has to be so aggressive, and I, I just, no, didn't like
0: yeah. it. I agree.
1: But, you know, Chris Tognoni likes to get himself involved in the action. He is the Scott Foster of the UFC, so uh, shout out to all my, <laughs> my NBA fans out there who know what I'm talking about, but... Uh, mm. How about was Jamie Malarkey the the biggest favorite on the card? and He took the L.
0: He went from the biggest underdog to the biggest favorite, and, and he he did his best. Um, I don't know. He did his best Paul George impression, I guess, with his Euro step into a right hook. Uh, I'm not sure what he was doing. He was honestly playing with his food. It looked like you know he he was doing well. He was doing what he had to do, but. Uh, you, you take too many chances, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter who you fight. I mean, he's been hit before, he's been hurt before. He's been, I, I've, I, very, at the very first uh moment, I thought it was a bad stoppage, and then I saw him try to get up, and I was like, oh, okay,
1: I was just he, about uh, to ask he,
0: you, he doesn't really know where he is, so I think maybe we did the right thing here. Um, he, listen, man, he was getting who was it? It was her Dean, yeah, so I mean, I, I love blaming her Dean, I'm all for it, well, <clears throat> but.
1: It's just really questionable when Herb usually lets people get murdered in the octagon. And then this one, he wants to get in there real quick to, to you know, yeah.
0: break it up. He
1: probably had Naeem off Moneyline, which uh, I wouldn't doubt if Herb uh, yeah. took a little... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Allegedly. But, um, nah, I, yeah, like you said, like I was like the first thing, I was like, damn, that was an early stoppage. Like I didn't even have anything on here. So I was just watching it and I was just like, damn. But then I saw, like you said, saw him like try to get up and he was just like... You know, I'm sure he probably, Herb probably got a good look of him going out at some point where he was like, whoa, all right, let me get in here." Uh, yeah, didn't think it was horrible, and uh, good win for Naimov, man. Uh, he, the Hillman, didn't look bad. He, I mean, didn't look great either. But this is not an easy matchup, and he's a, he's a 45 or too. He's, he's on late notice. He took this fight, so he might be a problem down there at 45 <laughs> if he can, uh, if the cardio holds up, and he's still, you know, looks like a Jinglearky
0: is just a disappointment. Always has I think. been. It, um,
1: Unfortunately, that's fucked up to say, but it's just more it's from crazy. a gambling standpoint. I just can never <clears throat> trust that guy.
0: He has a strike, strike his like Ooh, his strikes landed per minute and his strikes absorbed per minute are both a cool smooth 4.20. 420 for all you potheads out there listening. Shout uh, out. But yeah, I mean I mean, you know, the the Ferez the Zion fight absolutely blew that one. Uh the Brad Rodell fight absolutely blew that one. The Jalen Turner fight I think he was doing well, and he had definitely a, a path to success, blew that one. So uh, also, I, I don't know if he hurt Jalen Turner before that, but um, also the, the Francis, last, last time we saw him, he, he wasn't able to f- finish Francisco Prado, which we thought he should have been able to do. Yeah. Uh, even that Michael Johnson fight, I very, very uh, close decision there. Um, and his, uh, So honestly, you look at his wins, who were his wins? Francisco Prado? Meh. Michael Johnson, debatable. Devontae Smith. I mean, he's you know he he got knocked out once, and that pretty much.
1: He's playing for the Eagles now.
0: Yeah, he's done. He's 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 making you know catches in the Super Bowl. Uh, it seems like Devontae Smith of the Eagles can take bigger shots than Devontae Smith in MMA. But I mean, you know, I don't know. And then Kamal Worthy. So you know, yeah. who hasn't knocked that guy out? <laughs> Come um, <on. laughs> I mean, I haven't. But like, who who hasn't? You know, probably a small percentage of the world's population has not. <laughs> um done it to him yet or at least in the future i think he might still be fighting somehow but um yeah his wins aren't impressive i mean i guess you know he's still young he's our age so i guess i shouldn't count him out completely but i mean he just you know makes very questionable decisions in there and um you know in a fight he was winning he just gave it away
1: at least Reed, how about at least this was a questionable decision i thought uh but uh, not that questionable. Where I thought it was a robbery. I just uh, when I watched it, I thought, okay, Yu Fry won. I think she won one and two. But this was kind of just this is a slop fest as well. Really could. I mean, at least read no zero striking defense whatsoever. She her strikes look okay. They look kind of crisp, and she doesn't look horrible in there. But it's I don't know, man. Like really, like what do you leave this fight saying? Like I, this this really did nothing for me at all.
0: Um, I'm very impressed by Elise Reed I think she really has quick hands I mean yeah other than hands. that but she gets hit the problem all is the time. she she is very low volume she can't really stop takedowns um Ginu fry is just do- also doesn't throw a ball vol- it's funny Ginny fry was hitting her with like a nice little left hook whenever she threw it it's there's another situation where she has I think is it safe Sayud and her husband in her corner Yes. Uh, I don't know if it was safe Sa- yes it was safe Sayud. they're telling her to do things and she doesn't just not doing them not, not even close to doing them, um, and you wonder why she's losing fights. That's probably why. So that's got. I mean, same as you. You know, he's he's in a lot of people's corners, and he gives out a lot of good advice that gets ignored. I'm sure he's probably tired of it. Um, yeah, I know I, I would be, but I
1: mean, especially like, last couple times I've seen some of these uh, girls and guys out there, he's, he's literally screaming at them, and they are in the apex. It's not even an excuse. The like, guy oh, didn't hear you. Like these him. Yeah. And screaming. the husband were yelling the exact same thing, and she just wasn't doing it. And it's just, what are you gonna do, man? Can't. I mean, I can, I can lead you to water. Can't make you drink it. But, but you know, good win for Elise Reed. I'd like to see her get faded next time. So I, I can't wait to see who they match her up against. Um, the, honestly, she's very matchup dependent. If she fights somebody who wants to stand with her, I probably would take her because I really do. Like you said, I do. She's quick, volumes low, and she doesn't really hit that hard, but. Yeah I don't I don't know. I mean not not a lot of girls at 115 hit hard. So
0: it's right and she's like very small with a like short reach. Uh I mean most of those girls good are picks, right. Though. Yeah, she she can do some things, right? She's she definitely <laughs> she'll always be in a split. That's for sure. There's always going to be like a split decision or a 2 to 1 unanimous decision. She's always going to drop around her two. So I think that's, you know, a safe bet is betting at least read overs. Uh, even though she has been finished and has a finish of her own, but uh, you want to get her in there with um, Vanessa Demopoulos?
1: Easy win for recently
0: us. Re- really? You think Vanessa Demopoulos? I think that'd be I a was good kidding, fight. I would
1: take Elisory probably, but I mean, Vanessa would probably be able to take her down.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Cheyenne Vlissmus? I you know. I give know. Me Cheyenne. Got, I'm just trying to take anybody that's beaten Jinyu Fry recently. Pollyanna Viana, knocked her the fuck out in like 20 seconds, so yeah. maybe um, get, get her in there. Maybe... Yeah, run a Yasmin Uruguay, our girl. What about I mean, uh, SGJ, ch- dude?
1: Run, get her to drop weight and uh, get in there with her. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Shawi Gilchrist-Alexander. I, I don't it. know. If, Silvana if gomez Juarez Show some respect.
0: Oh, J. I thought you said A. maybe. maybe. Yeah, uh, same shit. How about
1: Damon Blackshear <laughs> with a uh, ground-and-pound finish of Luan Lacerda, who kept rolling for heel hooks and toe holds and knee bars and any sort of feet thing he could get his get his hands on and damon just kept you know working his way out getting back up and then a couple times he was just stuck there so he's like all right let me punch you in the side of your head and probably uh, hurts and yeah, the second round he got him out of there i believe it was in a, it was a tongue yoni was like oh boy yo fight i uh, fight back and i'm looking and i'm like what does he mean fight back i mean he's landed a couple but then you saw the guy's face you're like Oh, oh man, shit. He, he he took uh, some fucking, his fucking shots, nose.
0: dude. It really only takes one, right? Oh yeah, uh, a nice clean shot to the nose or something, and you know you're you're bleeding instantly. Um, yeah, I saw and I saw he was like kind of protesting, and then I was like, oh wow, his face is very red. <laughs> I, I guess you can't you can't let that fight go uh, go on any longer. You so.
1: can't let a guy just get punched in the side of the head for. I
0: mean, you know, you, know, you got to do something about it, especially when you're already in a disadvantage. Dis- Disadvantageous, disadvantageous position where, you know, your, your face is pretty much vulnerable. So, um, very unfortunate.
1: Very unfortunate, but it is a W for DeMond Blackshear. And we were we were saying before the fight, it's going to happen at some point. He's going to finish one of these guys. And, uh, he you know, he's able to do it this weekend. So, good for him.
0: Good win for him.
1: Good win for him. Felipe Linz gets a unanimous decision victory over Maxime Forrest Grishin. Uh he, this is uh, another slop fest. Uh, Felipe Linz looks good at t- 205 pounds. He really does. He looks like he's just in much better shape. And, I mean, maybe he'll put a little bit of a run together here. But, uh, you know, he was even having to fight for his life here in this one. And, um, I don't know, Maxime just looked old, looked slow, just looked like he really wasn't able to take him down. Felipe was good with the uh, takedown defense. He just looked, uh, he just was better than him.
0: Yeah, not really much more else to say about that one, really.
1: And that was UFC Vegas seventy three, I believe, from the Apex. Uh, Alex Rosas and Daniel Pineda win fight of the night. I think I don't really have much of a disagreement. We really didn't have much of a competition wise for fight of the night. Yeah, uh, performance of the night: Jim Miller with a an elimination of Jesse Butler and uh, Na- Muhammad Naimov gets fifty thousand for his. Bomb of a hook that landed on Jamie Malarkey's chin to get him the big upset and the big win. So that is UFC Vegas 73. We will have uh, another episode next week about the June 10th card. Uh, UFC 289 from, I think, is it Vancouver? It's one of these uh, Canadian cities.
0: Yeah, Vancouver. Joe Rogan will not be there.
1: Yeah, of course he's not. Because you know he doesn't go to Canada or outside the continental U.S. Well, I guess he could go to Canada, right? I guess right across the border.
0: Uh, you know,
1: technically he could, but he's. Uh, I guess that's part of his deal. He doesn't go there, so uh, it'll be Amanda it Nunez, it. it'll be Irene Aldana, it'll be Charles Oliveira, it'll be Benil Daryush. So that's what the card is built on. We have some, you know, okay, fun stuff on the uh, on the prelims. Only eleven scheduled fights here on this one. This this card has taken some hits. Left and right, it was supposed to have Wonderboy and Michelle Paheada. That's got lost. Uh, Dvorak and Matt Schnell, which would have been nice, that got lost. Chris Dawkins going down to 205 to fight Khalil Roundtree. That got lost. So it's um, it's uh, this is going to be a tough one on Saturday night. Yeah, uh,
0: I do like the Ige-Landware fight. I think that can uh, that can be good for sure. There's definitely um, some
1: good ones on here. Like like Eric. Your boy Anders and uh Mark Andre Barriol. Although that's not like a something you're gonna tell all your boys about. That is a very close matchup, I would say.
0: I mean I love Imavov Imavov Curtis. I love that. That is a, lot. a nice we, fight on the prelims. We've talked about that before. Um you know Adam Nelson it. Blake Adam Adam Fuckett and Mike Malott. I got a sneak peek. I think I have a bet on Adam Fuckett money line here. If it gets out of the first round, he can't lose. So there you go. Also, might have to take a shot on a Rene Aldana, but not, not yeah. quite sure.
1: Miranda Mavericks get back in there. Eamon Zahabi. Sure. Blake yo, Builder. Well, Kyle yo, Nelson. Blake. David Dvorak is fighting a guy named Steve Ursig, who literally looks oh, like a crackhead, dude. <laughs> I mean, not to be disrespectful, but uh, Astro Boy. Oh, man, his name's like... Astro Boy. Oh, <laughs>
0: He also looks like an adult version of Robin Aaron and from he's, Game of Thrones. He
1: does. Um, he does. Wow. I didn't even think about so that.
0: I guess that's what that's what happened. I mean, all those years where he was being called, you know, everyone thought he was soft and, you know, sucking on mom's tit until he was like 12. He's a fighter now. Astro boy is what we call him. I guess. Well, you said he's fighting David Devorak. That's going a tough fight.
1: He's going to get smoked, dude. I was just yeah. he was supposed to fight Clayton Carpenter, which he probably would have got cooked there.
0: And yeah, that fight I got mean,
1: canceled he's fighting David Devorak. Uh and his I mean this guy, I mean he's finished a lot of people. He's 9 and 1. But he's got to win against Shannon Ross. So, I know well, you I know you've uh, been saying Shannon Ross is he he's him, I believe you said uh, at one point. So, uh, I didn't. I was like, wow, really? And you're like, no, no, dude, he's him. I'm like, okay, well. I guess. <laughs> he People probably he really is. think, though, that we actually believe these Like When we're like, yeah, you once said that he was going to be the next, uh, he was going to be the Michael Jordan of MMA. <laughs> yeah, both like, yeah saying, I did say that.
0: <laughs> I, I did say that about, um. you know, you did say Orion Kosuke reminded you of <laughs> I, I don't know That's what I thought you said. I, I could be wrong, but.
1: You know, we'll be back. I
0: think we'll be back later. Oh, we,
1: no KSW. Uh, I guess we. I mean, nobody probably even knows what the fuck we're talking about. But
0: I mean, listen. I think we need to. I think it's time for the world to get on board with KSW. It happens in the daytime every Saturday, right? Um, I mean, people are just going to sleep. They're getting biblically put out to pasture every fight. I mean, the entire main card was all not. Uh, there was a forearm choke, right? There was absolutely. Just a domination uh, of the poods. Our boy. Yeah. I can't believe this guy went from like a, a bodybuilder, <laughs> weightlifter, strongman to like a 17 and 9 pro MMA fighter. He got put out though. Mr. Artur Spil- Spilka, former boxer, former boxing champ, put him out. That's the new guy, man. That's the new heavyweight champion of the world. I think the UFC's gonna look to sign him. Mohamed Khalidoff in the main event also. Uh, flying kick. That was a pretty brutal finish in the main event. I mean, just the whole. Everybody was dying. Listen, it was pretty insane to
1: see. All you need to do is go on the KSW Twitter page and go down some of the some of the KOs that went down on, on Saturday afternoon, and it was glorious. I mean, you were sending me some of them where I was just like, dude, people it's like people are getting hit with baseball bats there. Like, what do they have in their glove? People were going to sleep. That that guy getting knocked out from full mount was one of the craziest yeah. things I've ever seen. Like he and he Never got hit that. with a clean, just sharp. Fucking right hand, man, and he just wound up uh, turning into a sack of potatoes on top of the guy,
0: falling asleep dead on top of the guy you fully mounted. Never seen that one before. No. Never seen that one before. Shout out to Mister Klonowski, former another former boxing heavyweight champion. Uh, a lot of poll. It seems like a lot of boxers in general uh, that are heavyweights are kind of making that transition once they get knocked out a couple times early in fights <laughs> in, in boxing. They're like, let me go to let me go to MMA. And it, they're having some success, man. I mean, Spilka, former boxer, and he's in a KSW co-main event at three at two zero. Oh, so, um, well, there's not a lot of wrestlers
1: at heavyweight, man. If you think about and, it,
0: and and also some wrestlers, you know, they probably aren't aren't uh, technical, technically sound, or they don't have a good gas tank. So their cardio shit. All you listen, if Deontay Wilder started training MMA, there's gonna be a lot of guys that couldn't beat him just off the sheer uh, sheer knockout ability. So, I'm all for it. Deontay Wilder, Greg Hardy. Sign
1: me up. Greg Hardy just got knocked out in a 17, in the 17th round of a fight I just saw the other day.
0: Wait, what?
1: Yeah, I, hold on. i got to look this up. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to bring this up when we got here. I just totally thank you for saying I that. I can't
0: believe you didn't. The Prince of War.
1: Yeah, the Prince of War. He just took a, a big fat L somewhere. He's na- I think he's now a professional boxer, right?
0: Yeah. That's well, it looks like-, like... Okay, so I'm looking at his...
1: So he lost to in the Team Combat League or no no I'm sorry this isn't it right now It says round 1 but I saw on the, on the screen it said 17
0: That's pretty crazy. Do you think the 7 was an accident? Man, also I, there's okay hold on there's team, so this is like PFL's little brother.
1: Oh uh, okay that's what was going on. The here. Los Angeles sort of Ten
0: Goose Jesus. The Dallas Enforcers, what the Los loss of Pauli Malinogis is an announcer. It happens at the Mohegan Sun Casino in Uncasville, Connecticut, on YouTube. Uh, the DC Destroyers. I wonder what team won because there's 36 fights on this card. What? Michael Hunt, Michael Hunter, and Jerry Forrest. Oh my! Wow, what? They were both former boxers, pretty high level. Uh, it looks like you fight multiple times a night, so I guess that's why. As you know. Oh, Haseem Rockman Jr. was on this card. He lost. No surprise there. Um, wow. Well, he got knocked out by Alexander Flores in round one, it seems. Well, So. Not, 17 nothing to be ashamed of up there,
1: Greg. Keep, keep the dream alive, brother. Just keep on getting in there. And, uh, <laughs> it hopefully... seems like he beat this
0: guy and then lost to him. I'm so, kind of confused at what's going on in Team Combat League.
1: The Dallas let's, uh Let's okay.
0: keep... I uh, just watched the video from getting knocked out. And yeah, he got knocked out all right. <laughs> oh, wait, he stood up, walking back to his corner, kind of a little wobbly. All right. Are they going to let him continue? Yep. Come here, walk to me. Yeah. All right. Here comes Mr. Flores. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, you're not getting this commentary anywhere else. I'll tell you that. Um, there's a big right. I can't believe he's boxing now. Yeah, I can't believe...
1: I mean, he wasn't very good at uh, MMA, to be honest. He was kind of just he has a this, one-trick pony, but...
0: He has this guy against the ring, against the ropes, and he hits him with a big shot. Damn, Greg Hardy. It's funny, because Greg Hardy had Toy Vasa hurt before he got, you know... Uh, and then, then he goes out. Oh, man, he almost went through the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got up, and then he almost went back down. Oh, Shout man, out yeah, to- he's wobbly. <laughs> Shout-out
1: to Bernard Hopkins. <laughs>
0: You never, you never miss a chance to bring that up, huh? <laughs> you just love, just love bringing it up.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, he's out the ring, <laughs> yo! I gotta get a soundboard, bro. I have to get a soundboard so that I can just play that whenever That's I want. Number one,
0: oh, That's gotta be number one. Oh, he's out the ring. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, let's get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's sho- get out this ring. Shoulder striking. Oh, we gotta get out the ring. Shoulder strikes. MMA podcast and boxing podcast we'll be back uh, Friday afternoon more than likely to discuss everything you need to know for the UFC 289 car we might even have a hot take hot box uh, sports episode sometime this week to discuss the NBA finals the Phillies and how far off the, the Sixers are from being one of these teams in yeah. the NBA Finals, and uh, it's uh, not that close. So let's, uh, let's just go. And we'll, I did want to just discuss are the Sixers go wrong when guys like Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent are playing huge games, and we just can't even get the Anthony Melton to hit the rim on three-pointers. Yeah. It's just yeah. got to ask some questions every once in a while. So that's what we're going to do. I have a lot of questions. That's what we're going to do this week. We'll be back on Friday as well. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll be back. My name is Matt McSweeney.
0: Ty Capone, as always. And
1: we will be back for your Friday. listening pleasure. Deuces. His last fight, and Rayfield suggested to Hopkins two possible opponents. Oh, oh big oh, right okay. hand. He's out.
0: Oh, out. Ray. Oh, and
1: gosh. Oh, my gosh. And that's Joe crazy. Smith. Smith. Yeah, Dan Rayfield suggested as an opponent has just knocked Bernard Hopkins out of the ring.